You will come down from there this instant. Now, sir. I clapped my hands for emphasis, but to no avail. The individual whose disorderly bulk presently concealed the newest tear in the leather seat of my buggy merely tilted his head at me with an infuriating mixture of defiance and incomprehension. That look begged the question. How could I possibly object to his accompanying me? Yes, well, such had been my morning thus far. The same individual had earlier spilled water across the kitchen floor and managed to fold the doormat in half, so that upon entering from the garden, I'd first stumbled over the mat and then slid sideways across the wet floorboards. These acrobatics culminated with the bumping of my hip on the edge of the kitchen table. While I did not find this latest antic any more endearing, it was not, however, entirely unexpected. The rays of an uncertain sun seeped through lacy cloud cover, and the sharp tang of low tide permeated the air and settled on my tongue. I stepped closer to the buggy and unceremoniously took hold of a bold red collar. I must be off, and you, good sir, must vacate this seat immediately. Patch, a brown and white spaniel mix and Gull Manor's newest and unruliest resident, whimpered sadly and resisted my gentle tug for all of a second or two. Then, with a growly whine, he hopped down onto the footboard and from there sprang to the ground beside me. I bent to stroke his sweetly rounded head, which reached just above my knees. The curling fur slipped like warm velvet between my fingers. There now, your job is to keep Nanny and Katie company while I'm gone. Be sure no harm comes to them. Did he understand me? Oftentimes I believed he did. On this occasion, he licked my hand and took off at an uneven lope, his shaggy ears flapping and his curling tail feathering in the breeze. He bolted out of sight, around the corner of my sprawling, if somewhat ramshackle house, that had once belonged to my great Aunt Sadie. I was not about to waste the opportunity, for who knew how long it would be before Patch remembered that Nanny, my housekeeper, and Katie, my housemaid, were fully capable of taking care of themselves. I climbed into my gig and clocked my old roan hack, Barney. He lurched into a half-hearted stroll. Barney only knew one speed, but his leisurely pace was just fine with me today, as I hadn't far to go. My front lawn, which had recently benefited from the attentions of my Uncle Cornelius Vanderbilt's gardeners, showed tinges of yellow and brown, a sure sign that autumn had arrived. Though the elms and maples of the perimeter on my property remained heavy with summer growth and showed only hints of the blazing colors to come, the hawthorn, boxwood, and azaleas closer to the house already looked tired and thin. Despite the fading summer and my trials with a naughty, nearly full-grown pup, my spirits ascended with each of Barney's labored steps. Mr. Milford, editor-in-chief and my employer at the Newport Observer, had called last night with a new assignment for me, one that promised nothing in the way of danger. That in itself came as a welcome relief, for I'd had enough of danger back in July. 
Yet neither was this to be one of Bellevue Avenue's extravagant fets, about which I had written countless frivolous columns about gowns, jewels, tableware, and decorations. No, for once, I would be neither threatened by murderers nor secretly bored by frippery. And, best of all, I had been asked for specifically. Asked for, by name. It seemed I was establishing a reputation as a journalist. Finally.